Good day. Good Wednesday. Feels like a Wednesday. Considering we started the work week uh, a day late, still feels like a Wednesday. Just does. Halfway through it. 877-867-1670. Welcome in to all of you on the network now. We certainly appreciate all of you being here uh, all throughout the great state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. If you want to call us, that's the phone number, 877-867-1670. Hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Wisco Grant. That's at Wisco Grant. The plethora of ways to find us now. Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. TikTok, The Bill Michaels Show. Facebook. The Bill Michael Show. You can find us at all of those. Uh, if you just want to find us on YouTube, Twitch TV, and Kick TV, it's simply Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And just click subscribe. And it's it's free. People always ask me, is that, is that what, what charge for that? We don't charge for it. And uh, we haven't ever charged for it. So hopefully we never have to. But uh, nevertheless, it is absolutely free. And when we go on the air, it'll pop up. It'll just give you an alert on your phone and say, hey, we're live. And if you want to watch it, great. If otherwise, just swipe it to the side. Uh, then you can track us down on LinkedIn TV. Uh, there's a link that pops up on Twitter. Um, God, we're in every platform now, I think. Uh, you can also find us on thebillmichaels at gmail.com if you want to email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Simply thebillmichaels.com for everything that we offer. And then uh, the Zone Madison. The Zone Madison is the app. If you go to your Play Store on your mobile device, the Zone Madison. Or even on, I think, cars now are coming out with the ability to download the apps and then listen to the program uh, as well. And then you can find us after the fact on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that kind of good stuff as well. Um, A lot of football coming up this weekend and a lot of good football coming up this weekend that I'm excited about. This weekend is um, this weekend's exciting in many different facets because I always love the end of the season because there's so many different scenarios that can play out for the NFL and for what can and can't happen, who can and can't end up in certain scenarios. Uh, we know that over on the uh, the AFC side, uh, Cleveland's in now. Jacksonville, it's amazing because Jacksonville. Uh, right now leading the division. If Jacksonville gets beat, there's a possibility that Jacksonville goes from winning the division and being the four seed to completely out. You've got Indianapolis taking on Houston. Both of those teams are sitting at 9-7. and seven. Indianapolis has the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh based on the head-to-head win percentage. But Pittsburgh is also at 9-7. and seven. If Indianapolis loses to Houston, then Indianapolis falls out. You could actually have Pittsburgh jump up. Uh, if the scenarios break for them, you've got the Buffalo Bills sitting at 10 and 6, taking on Miami, who's 11 and 5. And if Buffalo ends up tying Miami, then Buffalo could end up winning the division, uh, depending on the tiebreakers. I, it's just, there's so many things AFC wise, then NFC wise, it is a jumble. It is a jumble. You've got the Bears who have been eliminated, the Atlanta Falcons sitting at 7 and 9. But the Atlanta Falcons, believe it or not, with the way things are, could still end up um, with a better record uh, or a a tiebreaker record over Tampa Bay. So right now they're the 12 seed who could jump up to possibly be a four seed. And Tampa Bay has the tiebreaker over New Orleans and the best win percentage in common games. Meanwhile, Green Bay wins the tiebreaker over Seattle based on the strength of victory and wins the tiebreaker over New Orleans based on the win percentage in conference games as well. They beat them head-to-head. 
You got Seattle that's right behind the Packers, who's trying to win and get in. The Packers sitting at eight and eight. The Rams already have clinched. They're at nine and seven. Philadelphia's clinched at eleven and five. They're just trying to figure out the jumble via the top of the NFC, whether it's going to be Philadelphia or Dallas who's actually going to win the division, because both of those teams are sitting at eleven and five. If Philadelphia wins and Dallas loses, Philadelphia wins the division and Dallas drops down to the five seed and vice versa. Uh, there's just so many really cool scenarios this weekend uh, regarding the NFL and the Packers being the later game. You're going to get kind of a sense as to what the pack. I mean, obviously the Packers just need to win and get in, but a lot of the dominoes would fall or have fallen all have fallen already. If the Packers should lose this game and you're going to need all these different things for the Packers, if they lose to the bears for things to happen. But uh, right now it's just a concentration of winning it in. But I, I love this time of year. I just because there's so much scoreboard watching and there's so many different scenarios. And I know uh, I don't know if it was today or yesterday the NFL uh, sent out the the winning scenarios. Um, they usually send it out on Tuesday night. I, I haven't taken a look yet, but I'll I'll do that during the break. But they'll say this is what the playoff capsule looks like, and this is what needs to happen. And you know because uh, you've got 20 teams. Believe it or not, 20 teams that are still in contention. Still in contention for possibly the postseason, which is like crazy. It's it's just it's awesome. I love this time of year. Uh, since week 11, by the way, the Bears at 7-9 have held opponents to a passer rating of 61.5, the lowest in the NFL during that time span. And also during that time span, the Packers at 8-8 eight and eight have a 110 rating, which is third best in the National Football League. Something's got to give. Chicago coming into Lambeau Field uh, with an NFL best 22 picks this season. Should the Bears finish the season first in that category, the Bears are going to establish a record by leading the NFL in interceptions for an 11th straight, or for an 11th season, I should say, not straight, but for an 11th season. They uh, currently share the mark at 10 seasons with the Giants and the Packers, oddly enough. So uh, there's just so many scenarios, just so much good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh, I'm excited. I, Grant, is this, is this not one of the best times of year, uh, short of maybe sitting down and watching the beginning and the week, first weekend of March Madness when baseball's starting and such? Yeah, I like the last couple weeks of the NFL regular season, maybe more than I like the playoffs because every team is yeah. playing. Like, there's, there's fantasy implications, there's betting implications, there's a full slate that's on all day. And if one game stinks, you can just turn on another you know, during the noon and, right. and the three o'clock slates. So we got to cherish right. this last weekend of every single team being in action because we're going to start to run out of games pretty soon. But this time, you know, rules. Absolutely. And we've even got good games on Saturday. You got the Steelers taking on the Ravens, which is always a good battle. And the Steelers, which, by the way, the Steelers under Mike Tomlin still have not had a losing season. After getting that win in Seattle, they won their ninth game of the season, which means the worst they can do is nine and eight on the season. So, again, a, an, an above 500 season for Mike Tomlin. And then you've got the Texans on the road at Lucas Oil Stadium. And C.J. Stroud going against Gardner Minshew. C.J. Stroud just having a spectacular year, coming back from injury. Gardner Minshew, whichever team wins, they're probably in. Uh, you got the Buccaneers on Sunday and the Panthers and the Buccaneers trying to win and get in. And then the whole Sunday slate, Bengals and Browns. And, you know, the Bengals are out of it, but uh, they're trying to ruin the Browns. Uh, and take them down a peg. Meanwhile, you got the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, the game that sucks is the game of uh, toiling away in anonymity. 
You've got uh, the Jets on the road taking on the Patriots. The only reason that game could be a highlighted game is because this could be the last game Bill Belichick coaches as the head coach of the New England Patriots in New England. That's the reason that game has intrigue to it. Other than that, you got uh, meaningful games pretty much across the slate. The Seahawks at 8-8 eight and eight, taking on the Cardinals. The uh, Jaguars need to win, taking on the Titans. The Falcons trying to hang around and hope for miracles, and the Saints are trying to win their division, sitting there at 8-8. Eight and eight. So the Falcons on the road taking on the Saints. The Chiefs and Chargers. Chiefs just trying to reestablish themselves. The Broncos trying to figure things out against the Raiders and the Raiders. Originally, it was talking about Antonio Pierce being the new head coach, but now there's some talk about Harbaugh possibly going to uh, to Las Vegas. Uh, the Eagles are trying to right the ship and beat the Giants and try to win the division with the Cowboys possibly losing to the Commanders. The Cowboys are only averaging, I think, it's 16 points a game on the road. You know, there's two games that they had just kind of blowout wins. Beyond that, 16 points a game on the road. One of the worst road scoring records in the National Football League, and they're on the road taking on the Commanders. You got the Bills and the Dolphins coming up on Sunday night. There is no Monday night game, by the way. And then you got the Rams and the 49ers battling it out out west. So you got meaningful games across the slate. All I just it's almost like I'm just salivating for Sunday. It's part of it is I want to be at Lambeau Field and I want to watch this game and I want to concentrate on it. The other part of me wants to sit back and scoreboard watch and just watch all the scenarios fall into place. So excited about the weekend. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Feel free. Uh, what's got you going for the weekend? Uh, let's go to Joe listening in. Spencer. Joe, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Have, have a good morning. Uh, I've got three Packer players that, with their contracts, got incentive for a good game. Preston okay. Smith needs two sacks, and he makes a million dollars in his contract. One of the cornerbacks needs two interceptions, and he makes a million dollars in his contract. And then Jordan Love, if he gets in the top ten ranking, he gets a half million. Now that should propel him a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I always, I always, when you hear those rankings, it's what is there like a minimum that they have to get to? Because with Jordan Love right now, he would be in the top ten if you take out, say, Kirk Cousins, who had only what I think eight games, nine games into the season before he went down. Uh, there's Joe Burrow, and he ended up going down. There's a couple other guys that went down that didn't have a full slate of games. So I wonder what if there's like a me, a, a minimum that has to be a part of that top 10. But he's played extremely well, and his numbers have risen dramatically over the last three weeks specifically. Well, I know it's top 10. That's all he said. So what they consider, I don't know. Yep. No, I I get it. But, yeah, guys reaching for incentives. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, a million bucks for Preston Smith would be, and I haven't looked at it. I don't know what all the the incentives are, but uh, you kind of watch that stuff. And the reason why – Let's just say, God forbid, the Packers are getting blown out. Do they start pulling those guys off the field? You know, it's one thing to make five hundred grand or seven hundred grand or whatever. It's another thing when you start talking about guys making millions of dollars. Do you put those guys on the field? You know, do you start substituting? Do you run different packages, monetarily speaking? I mean, I can't imagine any coach that would give a damn about money. That's usually the general manager's job. But the general manager may look over the shoulder and go, hey, if it gets to this, then do this. If we're getting blown out or we're way ahead, you know, some of the guys, we're going to save them for the postseason, but, you know, it also saves them some money along the way. 
I would hope that nobody would think like that, but it wouldn't be the first time that somebody had. You know what I mean? 877-867-1670. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What's better than free? How about play free all year? This January at Potawatomi Casino Hotel Milwaukee, you can win over $2,000 in reward play every month all year long. Just play your favorite games to earn prize drawing entries. Then stop by each Thursday night in January to see if you're a winner. $400,000 in prizes is up for grabs. Over 40 winners each week. Yeah, free is for me. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. want to remind you uh, that the colder weather will get here. I keep saying that, but it will. Trust me. We all know that. We live in Wisconsin, for gosh sakes. And uh, if you're having an issue, boiler, furnace, need a cleaning, need it checked, inspected, that's our friends at Every Plumbing and Heating. They can do that and so much more. And whether it's maybe putting in a water heater, water softening system, Maybe uh, heat in your floor. Maybe you're going to put a heater in your garage. Uh, you're going to do a renovation. Whatever it happens to be. They're also hiring, by the way, licensed plumbers. And they're located in on Alaska. And if you want to give them a call, 608-783-2803. Third generation, by the way. 608-783-2803. That's every plumbing and heating out in La Crosse. Give them a shout. And like I said, third generation. Been around a long time. Long time. Great reputation. That's every plumbing and heating serving uh, Jackson County, La Crosse, Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, all over out there in the western portion of the state of Wisconsin. Really, really good people. And look forward to seeing those guys when I get out to uh, La Crosse next week as well. That's every plumbing and heating. Give them a shout. Uh, 877-867-1670. Jerry says, uh, hey, Bill, by the way, did you see what Aaron Rodgers said in the pot that he started to stir with Jimmy K- I did. I did. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't really – I don't really care too much about the political side of things that Aaron Rodgers wants to dive into. And it it doesn't it doesn't phase me. It's just it seems to be Aaron's way. He's he's always gonna take a shot at somebody, whether it's Travis Kelsey for the vaccination, it's Jimmy Kimmel for some of the jokes that he's had on late night television. He's a very we've discovered over the years he's an incredibly thin skinned guy. Um, that always has to take some kind of a backhanded shot at somebody. And sometimes there's just the leave it alone methodology. And then there's other, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it just doesn't matter. It's New York's issue. They can deal with him. Uh, the world can choose to listen to him or not listen to him. I think the more, the shame of it is sometimes the more he speaks, the, whole, the more hypocritical he sounds, and he's at times his own worst enemy. He, he's look, he, terrific quarterback, and has done uh, nothing illegal. He's been a stand-up guy for organizations. He has done so much good. Uh, some people look at it as 
um, narcissistic behavior. Some people look at it as truthfully being a really good teammate. Others look at it as pomp and circumstance that has no substance to it. It just depends on what you view Aaron Rodgers as. But to me, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> he's he's the Jets quarterback. He's not our issue anymore. Right now, we're just focused on, you know, hopefully this Packers team can continue to play better like they did last week, knock off the Bears, and then prepare for the next opponent. And that's that's it. So, I, I mean, as much as I guess people want to make something of it or talk about it, I I don't know what else to say regarding that. Did you see that whole tete-a-tete back and forth on, on McAfee yesterday and then Jimmy Kimmel going after him both on Twitter and in the show last night? Well, I saw some of the clips – and then I didn't think that much of him. And then I saw uh, Kimmel's response. I was like, "Holy yeah. balls! This is kind of nuts." I didn't watch his. Um, I didn't watch his comments on his show. I don't like watching late night. They make me uncomfortable. The, yeah. It's the and it's not just Kimmel. Although I don't really think he's funny. It's the format. Like it's it's very scripted and it's. I'm not a yeah. late night guy. That doesn't mean that Kimmel's a pedophile, which is essentially what Rogers said. But right. I'm not really the world's biggest fan. Well, here's the thing, and and just and then kind of my last comments on it. But for Rogers to throw now, he and Rogers, when Rogers did the whole vaccination thing, then and I'm immunized. You know, we all know the wordplay that he gave us, and everybody knows the outrage at the time, and it really divided everybody between vaccination and non-vaccination. I don't want to go there, but Jimmy Kimmel made some jokes about it. We all talked about it. You know, it doesn't matter whether you are or you're not vaxxed. It was more so the misleading of what he stated. And we all know that. So Rogers became kind of a punchline. And then when he goes in and does the ayahuasca and then you find out what it is, uh, it, again, it's kind of like goofiness. Here we go. And then the darkness retreat. And then he goes on a podcast and talks about pooping in a five-gallon bucket. And, you know, there's just a lot of goofiness, okay, which is fine. But that becomes fodder for comedians and people like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and such that do stand up late night and, so, you know, look, they talk about politicians, they talk about everybody. And some people take offense to it, other people kind of laugh at their own ineptitude or what people deem as weird, and they kind of laugh about it and move on with their life. Rogers doesn't. He puts it in a Rolodex in the back of his mind, and, man, he'll pull that card out whenever he needs it. And to, to pull out the Epstein stuff, uh, that's, that. you know, I get when people say, well, come on, have thicker skin, Jimmy Kimmel. The Epstein stuff is serious because it, that's basically saying that you are a pedophile and for all this stuff that's starting to come out and those papers are supposed to be released this week. You better know and have really, really good information that somebody specifically is on that thing to make that kind of an accusation because the world wants to know who's on that list so they can go crucify him. And Kimmel's right. It's like, look, you just put my family in danger because of something that you off the cuff said. And so I get where they're going with this, but – you know, for Roger's sake, you better be damn sure if you're going to make that kind of an accusation. And I went through this, not in that level, obviously, but when I got divorced, there was a lot of stuff that was said about me. And finally, I got to the point where I just hired an attorney and I said, if you've got that evidence, bring it. Because if you're going to post it publicly, we're going to come after you. And then all of a sudden, everything went away because nobody had any information. It was all BS. So, but that's a much, much, much grander scale that Rogers is dealing with. So I get where they're both going back and forth, but. To me, it's like the controversy is a million miles away, <laughs> and I like that it stays in that direction because I, I, we, we don't want to have to get into that and deal with that kind of stuff. Plus, it politicizes things, and we're not a political talk show. So there you go. Anything else? 
Uh, nothing nuts. I, I just saw that uh, <laughs> Pat McAfee was making a statement to start his show. I just saw it on Twitter as you were talking there. And I think I think Rodgers was kind of just messing around. I saw um, Ryan Glassbeagle oh, yeah. of the New York Post, who's been a Packers fan for a while, and I've had him on my show, who said, after covering Rodgers for this long, I think he's kind of just trolling. I think he's joking, but right. that's you can't really joke about that. That's yeah. If you call him a boob, that's a joke. Yeah. Right then, you have thick skin, but if you—that's a little different. It's next yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. Even you know, even joking regarding the vaccination stuff, I get it. You know, calling Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer, whatever totally. you call him. You know, uh, you, you okay? I get it. You know, it's a little poke back and forth, but we all know it comes from a backhanded place. But it's not going to get you sued. This something saying something like that is is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty low and pretty atrocious if you don't have that information. So anyway. But that's it. That's that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Uh, in the meantime, you've got Packers quarterback Jordan Love playing well. You've got uh, – and we were talking about this uh, in the last segment about being in the top ten. I don't know what the numbers would be for him to get to the top ten, but we all know that it's, what, uh, 130-something yards he needs to surpass Aaron Rodgers in his rookie season. Am I correct in that? Something like that. Know? And, and yeah. Love is going to play an extra game. So right. there's that, but Rogers also inherited a better team, but because of that played a more difficult schedule. So it's yeah. not apples and oranges, but it's, it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that is true. I mean, when you talk about uh, the, the extra game factor. So if you ended it today, he would end up with more touchdowns and less interceptions than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers would have, if I'm not mistaken, a very similar quarterback rating, but a better completion percentage. Uh, although Jordan Love's completion percentage has rose, uh, has risen dramatically over the last few weeks uh, because he's taken it from mid-50s up to 63%, 63.8% or something like that. So, And then when you talk about him being the, uh, the player, the offensive player of the week and what he's been able to do and, and, and doing it really without his full complement of weapons and doing it with young guys that are kind of learning on the fly with him, it's been, it's been fun to watch. It really has been. And he has been... He has just been so much better than I, I thought he would be. So I'd give him credit. How much money I would pay him, I'd probably hedge my bets a little bit. But um, he's been so much better than I thought he would be. Let's do this. We'll put the train back on the track, and we'll get back into football and such when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. And I just saw yesterday they, uh, they've got the uh, – the Bach Run coming up uh, in Stevens Point, I believe, in March. Uh, they want you to sign up for. They've got a Snow Pilot that's out in full force now, which is the seasonal brew. They've got, obviously, the Cider Boys, which has been a huge hit, not only in our own backyard, but nationally as well. And then there's the traditional lagers and such that they produce. But Point Brewing, thanks to them for stepping up, being a big part of the program and a big part of our Super Bowl presence. We're going to be out in Las Vegas this year for the Super Bowl, and we're looking forward to our radio row coverage coming up in, uh, I believe it is the beginning Four weeks from next week, from next Monday. It'll be four weeks from next Monday. We'll be out in Vegas uh, on Radio Row and getting you ready for the Super Bowl. So thanks to our friends at Point Brewing for being a big part of that as well. Stay tuned. we got more. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We uh, continue on. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. We certainly appreciate it. 877-867-1670. Let's get back to it. Phone calls and, and such. Everything wide open. Let's go to John listening to us in California. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, good morning, Bill. First time caller from Southern Cal. Uh, Glad to have you. I was just—I just wanted to talk about, uh, you know, how this transition from Rogers to Love, and uh, you know, at first the front office was getting a lot of bashing, and uh, it's kind of turned out pretty well. Uh, it's a little bit underreported, I think, how how uh, the front office handled it, and uh, how it looks like it's coming—it's turning out pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, let me let me ask you this: uh, if if you're a Packers management, what kind are, are you all in on Jordan Love, or are you still do you still got a question mark in your mind? Well, you know, I think he's he's taking a great first step here. You know, he's doing he's doing all the right things. Uh, they've got this inconsistency bug. You know, they're all young guys. You know, not only Love mm-hmm. but the whole team. And so Love's got that same thing, that inconsistency bug. And so hopefully they can shake that off this Sunday against the Bears and, right. and get a big win. Yep. No, I completely agree. And you don't want to see them. You Put it this way. Appreciate the phone call. They had a good game against Pittsburgh, good game against uh, the Chargers, good game against the Lions, good game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Went into a little bit of a funk, but it wasn't all the offense. It was more so the defense. The offense wasn't playing great football, but it was the defense that was giving up things in big moments. Now, one of the things I did like, and what we heard a little bit of yesterday when Mike Clemens was on with us, guys after after the fact, like Quay Walker and company, uh, talking after the game, saying, "Hey, look, you know, Keyshawn Nixon. We heard the noise. They were talking about I don't know if it was national or local." talking about Joe Barry's job, talking about how they weren't going to win that. No way the Packers were going to – I don't know where they heard that because it wasn't on this program. But they said they heard it. And they stood up and they said, we want to, you know, turn us loose. and Which is something we've heard before where, you know, guys have taken offense to things that have been said and said, hey, no, no, we're, we're not going to be accused of this because we're better than this and we know we are, so turn us loose. And then Joe Barry did just that. So as much as – they have played well, and they've lived with their ups and downs. I hope again this week for the guys that you know felt a little vindicated, I guess, in, in Minneapolis, there's not, as you put, the, the letdown. Because what you don't want is for those guys to go, okay, see, see what we can do, and then to go back to play kind of the same way they played prior, where you made three straight quarterbacks who weren't that great look like you know Johnny Unitas in his heyday. So you, you really, you know, I – I, I'm probably going to walk into Lambeau Field on Sunday, as I do every time we go to Lambeau. I do a video walking in. I do live on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And much like I felt against Tampa Bay, I just I have a really good feeling about the game. Uh, and I think it's it hinges on probably two things specifically. One is, is Jordan Love on? And does Matt LaFleur let him play? And then the second thing would be, does Joe Barry get aggressive or play on his heels? Those two things. Uh, there's, there's, doesn't matter who's on the field. 
I mean, you want to see, obviously, you'd love to have Christian Watson back and Jaden Reed back, and you'd love to go through your full complement. And, you know, uh, but it doesn't matter who's on the field. I just want to see them let them play. If Jordan Love is on and you've got, you know, quality play calling and such, and Matt LaFleur is, you know, kind of unloading the playbook and motion and movement and, and you know, doing things to, to help Jordan Love. And then if Joe Barry lets him play, I think the Packers can win regardless of who's on the field. Just my thought. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to Lauren listening to us in Manitowoc. Lauren, how you doing today? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How are you today? Doing great. What are you thinking? I'm thinking we should go take a stroll down memory lane. Okay. This is not so much a question as it is uh, uh, just probably the greatest um, scoreboard watch the Packers have ever had. Let's go back to 2003. And Green Bay was hosting the Denver Broncos at Lambeau, and we were kicking the snot out of them. And we were a game behind the Vikings in the NFC, uh, NFC Central at the time. Right. And Minnesota was playing Arizona in Arizona. Yep. Are you with me? You know I'm with I'm you. The, the, the name pool is going to come up. <laughs> yes, it is. And I watched that on YouTube the other day, and you know, you're talking about uh, you know good time of year and scoreboard watch. And I I had to watch that, and I just smiled. I mean, that should be like, um, oh, and then you had of course the Paul Allen meltdown, right? Which is like we at New Year's when the ball drops, everybody sings old Lang Syne. Well, at the end of the football season, the Green Bay Nation should play the Paul Allen meltdown. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. All because right. we can't get knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> right. For those out there that uh, don't recall that, maybe it'd be a, you know, if you get an opportunity to replay that during the day today or some point, I think it would be uh, put a smile on everyone's face uh, leading into this game on Sunday against Chicago. Yeah. No, I appreciate the phone call. No, I, uh, I, I'll never forget that day. And here's the reason why. Because the Packers had everything to play for. Denver was in town, and Shanahan really didn't. They were sitting guys. The Packers won that game going away. But what the biggest news was is that people in the suites started to turn their TVs around. You could hear the suites start to cheer. And what had happened was uh, the Arizona Cardinals were driving down the field, Minnesota's trying to stop him. The receiver pull in the corner of the end zone, does a tiptoe touch, catches the ball falling out of bounds, touchdown for Arizona, which knocks the uh, the Minnesota Vikings out of the postseason and gives the Green Bay Packers the NFC North. And what happened was they were turning the TVs around to watch the replay, and as fans near the the, the suites – that were in the bowl, that were sitting outside, could see it. They were cheering like one row at a time and then telling the rows in front of them uh, that what just happened. And the place was erupting. Lambeau Field was erupting. And I'll never forget because the guys on the sideline are turning around like, what the hell's going on? And then they were being told what was happening. And the, the stadium was erupting. The Denver Broncos are like, what the hell is happening? They couldn't tell what was going on at first. And Brian Noble and I 
were walking over to uh, to Curly's, and we were going to do the postgame show. And one of the coolest things was Packers win. We get to go on the air immediately following the game. I'm, I'm sitting there. I can hear the engineer in my ear saying, hey, we've got one minute. Wayne Larrabee's doing the, the postgame roundup where he's doing all the numbers and going through, you know, all the statistics for the game. And I know he's coming to us in a minute. He said, oh, you know, okay, that's it, you know, on the Packers Radio Network, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then they come to us, and the and right away, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. I said, you know, uh, the Green Bay Packers get a win, and they are the champions of the NFC North. And because they had piped our radio show all throughout the stadium, I mean, you could hear the atrium, the stadium, the, the, the restaurant, Curly's, just erupting. It was going crazy. And then out of nowhere comes, out of the side of my, my periphery, comes Bob Harlan. And Bob Harlan comes up and under the table slides NFC North champion hats to Brian and I, uh, which we kind of gave ours away. But um, that that kind of started it all because Brian was giddy. Brian had never won a championship with the Green Bay Packers, and I never forgive it because Brian said to Bob, hey, if you guys go on to win a Super Bowl, do the broadcasters all get you know rings as well? And that's what led to my my stuff, but – um, later down the road when they won in 2010. But it, that that day was just, like, incredible. The electric feeling in that building was incredible. Now, obviously, they didn't go on to win a Super Bowl. But that that was the first time that you heard the anguish of Paul Allen and you heard the eruption of the Green Bay Packers fans. There was an old uh, broadcast of that game where one of our former producers, Brian Ramsey, had put together – uh, Paul Allen and Larry McCarron on the call about the same time. And it was Paul Allen going, no, you know, pulls, makes the catch, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. And then they had Larry going, yes. Because at that point in time, the Packers were scoring and Larry's yelling, yes. And it was no, yes, no. Yeah. It was, it was a terrific piece of editing. It was awesome. And uh, I don't know what happened to that, uh, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was one of the anguished calls from Paul Allen. Well, it's, it's one of many. For, They're all yes. great. Uh, we, I was going to say, we can listen if you'd like. Oh, I would love that. Let's take a listen. It never to Paul gets Allen old. And the anguish of Minnesota Vikings fans. Get back. Guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. No. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. There you go. Merry, merry belated Christmas. <laughs> Paul Allen in the call is the uh, yet another heartbreaking loss for Minnesota Vikings and their fans. You know what, Grant? Can you do me a favor? Can you play that again? I just want to hear it again. I just do. I And, and look, I love Paul Allen. I, he's, he's a good guy. He's a friend. Uh, but it, it just the passion that he has for that organization, it just, you can just hear it in his voice. This is, again, Paul Allen out in Arizona, 2003. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Touch! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs! 
There you have it. More of the Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. back hey thanks to our friends at quick trip quick trip is going to be taking us out to the super bowl as well we're going to be in las vegas bringing you everything all the interviews and such and uh follow us on social media all the videos all the stuff that we do out there myself mike clemens the staff heading out to las vegas uh the second week first week really of february leading right up to uh, the super bowl and uh, quick trips one of our fine sponsors taking us out there thanks to them they have nature's touch milk on right now Two ninety nine a gallon. Don't forget, by the way, made right there in La Crosse, Wisconsin, at their own dairy facility. If you've never seen it, it's fantastic. Um, they have their own like farms and cows, and they blow their own uh, milk jugs out there, and they do it all right. That's the reason that that milk stays fresh for like you know forty seven years. It's it's fantastic. And um, the uh, when when you when it comes to their milk, and I know I going off about milk, but I really have. We've had milk from different grocery stores, and then you buy it from Quick Trip, and it just lasts a lot longer. Because I don't drink a ton of milk, but I always, always have a gallon or at least a half gallon of Nature's Touch milk in my refrigerator. So uh, thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. Big part, big part of the broadcast coming up in Las Vegas. Thanks to them for that as well. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, 877 um, this was from John who says, do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer at heart? Um, probably, but I really don't care. I mean, once all is said and done, he's going to go into the ring of ring of honor. He's probably going to have his number retired. He's going into the hall of fame. He brought a title to title town and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to be a big part of Packers lore for years and years and years to come. No doubt. I mean, he was, is a tremendous quarterback. Unbelievable. I mean, my thanks to Aaron Rodgers is, is that he made me look brilliant. Um, just from that very first day that I had a chance to meet him, and I had said to him at the time that if you're half as talented as you are smart and knowledgeable, you'll be a Hall of Famer. I, I just, I'll never forget that. I remember doing shows back for the old radio station when I was working out at uh, the Wisconsin State Fair. And, you know, there was the big argument on about whether it should be Favre or Rogers, and there was the Bring Back Brett website, and uh, they had moved on. And I, I just remember saying, you've got to give Rogers a chance. He's just that good. We've seen it. We've known it. Just give him the opportunity. And he, I'll put that feather in my cap because that at least made me look brilliant at the time. But, yeah, he was – he was an incredible quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, no doubt. And all of this will subside. Just, you know, like I said, sometimes Aaron can become his own worst enemy just by some of the things he says and the way he says it. So, but, yeah, beyond that, I'm sure he tries to think of himself as a Packer at heart. As a matter of fact, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, during that, that piece yesterday on McAfee, he kept referring to the Packers as we. We, uh, talking about the Bears, we either own the Bears or beat the Bears or whatever. I mean, it was just, it was one of those things where I went, huh, 
You know, he wasn't talking about the Packers. Oh, yeah, the Packers, you know, this or the Packers that. It was we. And I found that rather interesting. It was a huge thing on Packers Twitter yesterday. What, too, yeah. too much of a thing. They broke it down like it was the most important word yeah. that anyone has ever spoken in the world. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was we and, and us and stuff like that. It's like, eh, you know, okay. If that's, you know, hey, if that's what he thinks and he's still a Packard heart, that's great. And I don't know if he's got any regrets for leaving and leaving the way he did. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know what if or if there is any regrets for Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure he wanted to be a Green Bay Packer for the rest of his life. I, I That I know. But sometimes you – what I think uh, is that Aaron – if you had to do it all over again, would you? Probably not. I don't know if I'm Aaron, if I speak out and I'm so flexing my muscles. I don't know if I'm the Packers and I acquiesce so much to his ego. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd go in that direction. I don't know. Because I, all of that led up to where we were at the end of the season. Then again, you know what? Hey, maybe it all should go in that direction because the Packers ended up with a pretty good quarterback and they feel like their future is secure right now. And so maybe it maybe it just worked out for the Packers and it hasn't worked out for Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see what he does next year, if anything, playing for the New York Jets. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, go ahead and do so. I'd love to hear from you. Let's go to Steve listening to us in Eau Claire. Steve. How you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, thank you for putting a huge smile on my face with that Paul Allen clip. I <laughs> laugh every time that I hear it. <laughs> credit to credit to Grant Bills for finding it. So yeah, credit to him. Well, but thank yeah, you that too, was great. Grant. So yeah, I whenever I'm feeling down about the Packers or how we may have played the following weekend or recently, I just, I think about him and the fact that he is the biggest Homer in the history of sports announcers. And I just start laughing at some of the calls that he's had over the years. What I am curious is what is your all time favorite Paul Allen call? Was it the one that we just heard from 2003? Was it, Favre's interception in the NFC Championship in 09? Was it Blair Walsh's missed field goal or was it something else? Oh, that's, boy, I tell you what, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, let me think about it because my immediate reaction I know, but you gave me a couple of good ones. Gave me a couple. Of, I forget the Blair Walsh call. I remember him missing the field goal and hooking it at TCF Bank Stadium, and it was an easy chip shot. And he missed the kick, and they were bounced. I'll never forget that. That's that's yeah. That's a that's a that's a great call. Um, you know what? I'll mull it over. Let you know after the top of the hour. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.